0: This podcast tells the stories behind the craft breweries across the country. I'm Erica,
1: Matt, and sound guy Ryan, and you're listening to an episode of Breweries.
2: Well, welcome back,
0: welcome everyone, but Matt. Matt.
2: So this is another uh, another
0: matless episode. Another, yeah, Mattless. <laughs>
2: matless it's just like uh it like high school wrestling without right. a mat yeah. <laughs> um yes. so now yeah, we've had some pretty crazy uh week um, it's
0: that time of the year man yeah
2: there's tons of events going on yep. um yeah work is uh crazy i mean everything is just this time of the year i it's don't know just what it is insanely
0: busy it's just insanely it's just, busy yeah
2: but you have great beer to look forward to
0: on the weekend every weekend or
2: just every day you come home yes like me
0: yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) like i
2: (laughs) like usually uh you know four o'clock rolls around and i'm like i have all that great beer in my fridge right now you
0: do have an amazing beer fridge right yeah
2: i have some pretty good stuff you really do um like even what i'm drinking right now uh battery steels uh fern uh, Supposedly pale a
0: pale ale, but it's the haziest it's pale the ale haziest I think I've ever seen in my life. Pale ale. ale I have <laughs> ever fucking seen,
2: um, but it actually tastes pretty solid. It nice. I could see why it's a pale ale. Mm-hmm. Um, it just has more of that hazy characteristic. Yeah. it's not as hoppy as like your normal. Yeah, you know, but it, it's solid. Cool. Um, cool. Anyway, um, so yeah, I drink. A, a lot every day, so <laughs> I just like I look forward to it. I'm cool. like, hey, you know, I'm gonna you know crack open a couple.
0: It's tough when you live in an area that just has amazing beer.
2: Well, exactly. Like,
0: how can you say no?
2: Yeah, yeah, you can't say no. That's the issue. um
0: Also, I can't say no to Oktoberfest. You
2: can't say no Ever. to Oktoberfest. Never.
0: Yeah. So,
2: Brew Roots was we at went to a, notch. Yeah. Um, this past Sunday, you
0: got those sweet Stein Krugs. I'm not sure if I said that right.
2: I didn't get one. Yeah. Um, I had a load in Boston. Yeah. By the time I got there, they didn't even charge me on the way in. <laughs> I don't even know if it was. He because, was that late. <laughs> I don't know if it was because I was that late or they just knew me. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure it was because I was that late. Yeah. Um, probably <laughs> because there was like not there weren't any any glasses. So I remember when I went. Last How did you year, drink? What you just
0: had to stick your head on the tap?
2: Yeah, exactly. No yeah, there was no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, when I went last year, um, I had to, you know, like, there was like the twenty dollars entry fee, right? right? Right. I ended up having to pay the twenty dollars for the glass one because they're out of the regular ones, um, and I'm like, but I already have four of these. <laughs> 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 like literally between all the events, and yeah. No, I hear the you. The ones it's- I bought, it's you tough. know, I'm it like, I don't want to pay twenty dollars for a glass one. Yeah. So luckily this year I just. They just let me in. I'm like, great. I don't have to spend $20. They did
0: have that option this year where if you already had a Stein or if you didn't want one, you could just pay like the $10. That's
2: awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't get that option. You had a better option. I had a better option, (laughs) which was here you go.
0: Have fun. Um,
2: (laughs) <laughs> but no, I mean, it was a great event. It was a great um, event.
0: They had solid food there earlier in the day. Um, like was, I said, the, the Stein were amazing. The yep. beer was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, company dude, the company was great.
2: Fest beer, Notch, Chris. I'm sure they still love it.
0: Like, go there and have go it. Go
2: you. That was um, such a good it. beer. They're I have two it. cans left um, and I already want more. Yeah. Um, yep. It was solid. Uh, it was one of the best fest beers I think I've had. Wow. Um. Like I was telling Erica I mean, it earlier. Yeah, you know, no, it isn't surprising. Yeah. Um but it was it was one of the best. And I think it was because that kind of sweetness that a lot of the fest beers usually have, mm-hmm. it felt more organic and natural.
0: Not forced, really. And not forced. Yeah.
2: Um, didn't taste artificial. So it was nice. And the other fest beers I've had that weren't sweet were a little too malty. It's a tough
0: balance to try um, and it is. find. Yeah, you want yeah. it. Yeah, you
2: like. What does your audience want? Right. Right.
0: That too. Yeah.
2: Um, I will say that Redemption Rocks Fest beer, um, was pretty good. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't sweet. It was on the darker side. Yeah, more malty. Exactly. Yep. But it was yep. a good malt. Good. Um, nice. Nice. So.
0: I feel like I've had that many recently. I know it had Harpoons. Theirs was good. Again, kind of that on one the was way side.
2: too sweet for me. Uh, yeah. That one was uh, way. It, it, it was a bit too for sweet
0: for me too. But, you know, yeah. And then, I don't know if I've had any more. I'm looking forward to Remnants, though. I can't wait to I try their wait. Fest beer. Yeah, which Charlie is... Charlie um, is making amazing beers there, and I am super pumped. That's this weekend. Yeah, this weekend, both Saturday, uh, Saturday and, and Sunday, Sunday. Which is super cool. Two-day Oktoberfest. Yes, count yeah. me in. Yep. Um, the whole Bow Bo Market there that they're in will be, like, kind of shut down, and they're going to have bands playing both days from 12 to 8. Tons of food. Yeah. It's just going to be amazing. Yeah, no, it's going to be great. Um,
2: We don't know what day we'll be there. Possibly Um, Saturday
0: night, possibly all day Sunday. I don't know, man. Yeah,
2: when you listen to this episode, um, hopefully we will post that day um, on Friday um, in the evening to say, hey, we're going to be there Saturday or we're going to be here Sunday. Yeah, boy. it, it can go either way we're, we're really not sure yeah. um there's pros and cons for both days <laughs> so we're trying to figure it out but we will be there one of the days so definitely if you're going to be there um
0: come find oh, us and say yeah, hey
2: definitely come find us and say hey because we want to we want to hang so definitely um so what erica else? what else um is going on coming up? well
0: coming up we have pink boots yeah, uh, super duper awesome midway rock and roll ladies tap yep. takeover.
2: Yep, at Midway in Jamaica midway Plain Cafe. Yep, yep.
0: That's yep. October fourth. In case I didn't say that, it's at eight thirty. So that's perfect timing to get done. Head out of the city, grab some food, stop, check out some sweet bands, and, and support uh, women in beer.
2: I I looked up some of those bands from uh oh, the, yeah. other, the other weeks. Yeah, nice. Pretty. They're pretty fat ass.
0: Yeah. Love them. Yes. Um, sadly you won't be there though. I
2: know. So yeah. So speaking of October 4th, <laughs> for all you people who don't want to go to Jamaica Plain in Boston, you live closer to, let's say New Hampshire.
0: Hmm, um, yes,
2: I work at a, a restaurant, um, that has entertainment, um, that has 40 beers on tap.
0: 40 craft beers.
2: Uh, I would a say mix, th- probably thirty-eight craft beers. Wow, that's
0: awesome. Yeah,
2: yeah, thirty-eight nice. craft beers. Two of them are domestic, and then all the other domestics are usually yeah. in cans or bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's cool. But it has a solid selection from Mass, New Hampshire, and Maine.
0: And what's the place um, called? Did you say it's, that?
2: It, yeah. No, I haven't oh, said it. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, it's called Jameson's, <laughs> all right, just like all right. the whiskey. Just
0: like the whiskey.
2: Um, it is in Hampstead, New Hampshire. Sweet. Um, right off of Route 111.
0: Nice. And you guys having a show on the 4th? Yeah,
2: I'm mixing a band there. Um, it's going to be a great night. Uh, the band's super cool. And you get um, to hang out with
0: Ryan and you get to, yeah,
2: Yeah, you get to kind of see what I do. Um, right? That isn't recording. If
0: you want a sneak preview, If you yeah, Ooh. if you want to
2: hang out um, <laughs> and have a couple beers with me there, definitely come join. It is a lot of fun. The staff is super nice. It's awesome. Um, in the environment, super nice. I mean, there's t- plenty of parking. Um, we have our parking's we have, nice. We're the only business that's open in that whole lot at that time. <laughs> that's awesome. So we nice. have every spot. Every I mean, there's spot. hundreds of spots. Um, but yeah, great beer, um, great music, great food let me tell you food amazing i've said nice. it before on previous podcast have you, episodes have you it, the food is absolutely amazing um, that's awesome so definitely you know come if you're in the area if you don't want to you know do anything else just come like Sounds good yeah it's super good. fun i've been trying to get matt and erica to come <laughs> for so long
0: no we need um, to at some point for i sure. mean there was a
2: point where I think it was like three or five months where they had Gunner's daughter on tap.
0: Oh yeah. God. Yes. they had Gunner's
2: daughter on tap. Yeah. I mean <laughs> like come How does that on. not make you want to go there? Yeah, and they usually have a shillings, um, most Love of the times. I um, oh, mean, God, they have so many good stuff. I mean, Super battle cool. axe, uh, like tons and tons and tons of stuff. Nice. Um and it's a good way to uh to try some other beers that you might not have yeah. normally had. Oh, definitely. Um, so yeah. Cool. Cool. So I guess uh what else, Erica, is happening? Maybe oh, let's say beer and wine hobby life. Land.
0: Right. Yeah. No, uh, I yeah. have just been so swamped. So um beer and wine hobby, it is fall season. It is grape and cider season. Yeah. It is crazy right now at the hobby shop. So If you ever want to try kind of making some wine or whatever, we are getting fresh juice and fresh grapes in. So you guys can try that. It's super easy. You think brewing is easy or hard or whatever. Like making wine is far easier. Uh, It's so funny you say that. Yeah, it's so funny Because
2: I have watched videos um, about, you know, home brewing or listening to other podcasts about home brewing. And... They think that
0: winemaking wine really winemaking is like I get that a lot. Oh,
2: well, I, I don't even know what the word the word is. It's like so magic. Foreign. It's yeah. magic. <laughs> like whatever they do, it's it. But it's the also, same
0: process, but simpler. It, yeah. Well, and <laughs> in,
2: in, and I know that in yeah. a lot of people they think that it's way more science based. Like, um, bu has like a whole. It is, really. You know, it isn't. But, like, BU, where I go to school, right, like, um, I know back in the day they had, like, this whole winemaking program. Um, it's just so much more, program. like, yeah. And it it's, was, like, they went so in-depth yeah. with it, but it didn't need to be that.
0: <laughs> you don't need to go. I mean, you can. No. I mean, go for it if you want, but oh, you yeah. really don't have to. And it's the yeah. same thing with uh, cider as well. We are getting fresh cider juice from a local farm coming up so you could pre-order that and then make your own cider which is also crazy freaking easy you get the juice you dump it into a bucket or a carboy or something add the yeast and just kind of let it go
2: what kind of carboys do you have um at beer one hobby by the way like what kind of material
0: we have glass and plastic you have glass and plastic Mm, cool
2: yeah yeah that's awesome
0: wide mouth small mouth yeah whatever you're into
2: Um, i'm a fan of the glass
0: the glass one's you definitely need for wine and cider. Super, yeah, super easy to clean. also semi-dangerous because, you know, they are breakable. They're they cars. are. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah you
2: just <laughs> don't be a fucking idiot. All right. I would uh. highly suggest getting
0: something to go around them.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But uh, definitely um,
0: check that out. And don't forget our 10% off coupon.
2: Oh, yeah. Using
0: code BrewRoots.
2: Roots. And, yeah. you know, further on in between our interview for today, You'll hear the. You'll get
0: another reminder. Yeah, it's you'll cool. get another it's reminder. Cool. <laughs> We're um, doubling up today.
2: And yeah, you know what? We did this last time. We had the solo interview. Uh, we forgot slash failed to mention our interview. Yeah, we kind of. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) What's
0: going on today? What are we doing? This is the only
2: only reason why Matt is.
0: (laughs) This is why we need Matt. Really? Because Ryan and I just talk too much and we'll just get sidetracked. Um, We're doing Allegash. Yeah, we're
2: doing Allegash. We interviewed Um, Jason. Are
0: you excited? Because that's fucking huge. It's huge. It's so fucking cool. I mean, like, they're kind of the big dogs, I feel like, in New England.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it seems that every brewery we interview,
0: they always mention. They always mention Alagash. Like, like, who do you always. look up? Like,
2: like you know, like sometimes you don't record that question, but like, you know, who do you look yeah, up? Yeah, in our to? side
0: conversations. Yeah. They, it's, it's always, always brought alla- up. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's Alagash. Yeah. Um, everyone
0: loves Alagash. Yeah. which For a good reason, man.
2: Yeah. it. You know, and Jason and everyone else who was working that day couldn't have been a better host
0: they were amazing um, i had a great time yeah their beer was off uh, super awesome i, you <laughs> of said course. Awful, so I was like, like i don't know what? why it's can't uh, yeah just ignore that <laughs> um but yeah we talked to jason he's their head brewer so yeah. that was super cool to he's talk been to working him there for
2: how many for years for like
0: Almost since when they started. Yeah, it was so like, like a real f- close to when they started. So that's yeah. pretty freaking cool. Yeah, I mean, he um, was
2: working there when they were only brewing like one or two beers. Like it was, yeah, like, it was like just out of the triple.
0: I think so. Yeah, I they're think? doing those build Yeah, I'm
2: pretty sure it's in the interview like when. Yeah, like the. Stay tuned. Yeah, like what came. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, we're super excited for this one. Super um,
0: stoked. Uh,
2: you know, I, I can't say any any more no you just have to listen man getting yeah yeah without getting into the episode but like i when i left the interview um even as like you know in the sound perspective i'm like wow that was a great interview in terms of content yeah like they were yeah. like he really cool to him it was really cool to talk yeah, to him was very easy very easy going as like everyone um, in the industry
0: is i feel like yeah
2: but he he, he really digested um the questions we yeah. gave him yeah yeah and regurgitated yeah, the yeah. answers <laughs> in a very pleasing manner. Oh, so indeed. It, you're you're indeed. gonna really like the episode, so definitely stay tuned. Um uh, so before we go into that episode, we have one more section <laughs> that we love doing. <laughs> our um,
0: favorite. Yeah,
2: it's our mystery beer. Uh, mystery for me. Beer. Um so this is sponsored by Craftmaster Growler, yes. which you can use um, Craft eighty eight Craft eighty eight, which is the promo code for ten percent off
0: your entire order. Your
2: entire order, pretty cool. And again, we talk about it every episode. If this is, if this is your first time listening, Craftmaster um, Growler is, I oh my god, it is the best growler I have yeah. ever used in my entire life. No, it's
0: awesome. It keeps that beer fresh. For- yeah a really long time. which so it's is like, so ideal. Yeah. Instead of getting just a regular glass growler, exactly, it's half a drink it's in, like in like a week.
2: Yeah, it's a stainless steel um right? Growler. Sta- yeah, yeah, growler yeah. size. You can but get them different like, sizes, but there's a yeah. CO2 cartridge attached to exactly. it. Exactly. That keeps that beer fresh. Yeah. Um uh, you can get engravings into it. Like we have brew roots in, in ours, ours,
0: ours yeah. which cool. is pretty dope. Um
2: yeah, yeah. thank you craft master growler <laughs> for that. Like that Seriously. is like every time I look at it, I'm like that, that's awesome. It's so cool. It so it's so cool. fucking cool.
0: I mean, and you feel pretty cool when you go to a brewery and be like, fill this bitch up. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and
2: like, we have a huge one. We have like, yeah. what, a 64 ounce?
0: It's No, we have 128. Oh, ounces. that's right. It's 128. Yeah. It's a little extreme, but fucking you know, massive. it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> but like, we go through it.
2: Between the three of us, like, we go through yeah. it. Yeah, um, for the, sure. The first fill we got, we definitely kind of like, we wanted to see how long it lasted. Yeah. And now we know how long it lasts. It's like Forever. wow. So like, let's just fill 128 ounces and just fucking drink it. it all. Exactly. As soon as we can. Now we know how long it lasts. Let's just drink. Yeah, let's now. just
0: drink it. We don't care anymore. Yeah.
2: Um. So sure. yeah. So it's sponsored by uh, by uh, Craftmaster Growler, but it's also sponsored by Cicerone um yeah. erica is Cicerone certified matt and i are still working on it
0: beer server certified yeah yeah they kind of make a point to like i know designate the two so. i know sorry yeah, it's okay i know i know one day i'll be officially certified
2: but yeah so matt and i are still trying to do it i again when school started up I, it's hard to, it try to find you guys that busy
0: time. i get it
2: yeah I, get it. I mean same thing with matt i mean he teaches you know blah 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 but um, is that a new I'll, language? I'll I haven't, I haven't heard that. You haven't heard blah blah before. Wow. Yeah. blah <laughs> blah, 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 Yeah. No, it'll be, it's great. Apparently
0: Matt teaches that language. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no. Up.
2: no, he, he teaches that <laughs> the drum stuff, you know,
0: the marching of bands, the
2: marching of bands, drums, the right. battery is what they <laughs> refer to the battery. Oh, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Not to be confused <laughs> with battery steel, like the beer I'm drinking. Oh, um, but anyway, um, mystery beer <laughs> <laughs> and on to mystery beer on a mystery beer all right so um this is a another home brew it is it is
0: something that uh matt from beer wine hobby shop and i brewed
2: i'm excited um me too i'm hoping it's not the fucking pumpkin spice i hope shit. not
0: too i ate my
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it
0: would be hilarious if it was it's just um, in a different bottle. It's just it's a, a different completely bottle, Completely right? different bottle. <laughs> uh,
2: so yeah, here we uh, go. Here we go. That, that was awesome! Amazing. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we were hoping for that, but we weren't really sure if that was gonna happen. It's pouring all and over now my. It's hands. making a mess. You should go to a sink. Nope. Nope. Okay. You mm-hmm. could just drink off of it, maybe, or not.
2: So. Wow! Look at all that beer on the floor. <sighs>
0: Yeah, my guess was either like overcarbed or yeah. What the hell did you do to my beer um, here? Some kind of like wow,
2: look at all of that issue. That's a lot. That is a
0: lot of foam.
2: Erica fucked up.
0: So this was bottled off a kegerator, and I have to say, we don't always do a very good job of that.
2: Okay. So so that's good to know. I mean, that that, <laughs> that that's gonna probably change how it yeah, tastes. Yeah. So right? my
0: guess is, considering all that foam, and it's not exploding really. I think it honestly was just overcarbed. Yeah. So. Hey. Yeah. You, know, now, you now you know. Now we know. Now the you, know. you know things th- you know in home brewing. <laughs> yeah, especially the beer that you
2: don't remember what the fuck this is. Exactly. So you know how you're gonna fix it, but.
0: Okay, it's definitely not the pumpkin spice one. It's definitely not. So it's we're definitely good there. not the pumpkin spice one.
2: <laughs> kind I mean, I'm going to be completely honest with you. It smells like piss.
0: Wow.
2: It really smells like I piss.
0: I wouldn't say it smells like piss.
2: <laughs> okay, sweat. Oh god. <laughs> what what do you want?
0: <laughs> so rude.
2: Um I'm, I I I don't want to drink it with all this fucking f- foam but so all right all right
0: so Um, we we've come to conclusion they don't like the aroma now they've gone past the foam let's let's see what it tastes like
2: here we go (laughs) (laughs) um okay um super familiar taste why can't I think of it?
0: Well, your face didn't, like, cringe and freak out. So I guess the taste is an awful.
2: I mean, it is an awful, but...
0: It's not amazing either. It's not amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know
2: what... It, what the fuck is this? Again, it, the way my brain works... I mean, it's the same thing with anything else. Yeah. Even, like, when I'm listening to things, mm-hmm. I'm like, Ooh, what is that? Or have
0: I heard this before or whatever? Yeah. yeah.
2: And it could be very obvious things, too. Mm-hmm. Like, the way my brain works, I don't think that fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't, hold on, let me, let me try it again. Yeah,
0: I have a little bit more.
2: I mean, I don't know, kind of hazy.
0: Yeah, I almost wonder if it like fermented again in the bottle or something weird. I don't know. I think this was just. Well, what do you think? If you were to guess what kind of beer this is, what would you think?
2: I honestly, I I, I can't put my finger on it. Yeah. I really can't. Um, it's a tough I, one.
0: I, th- I think there's something kind of wrong with it. Yeah, obviously, I think that's right?
2: why I can't put my finger on it. But
0: I think it was supposed to be like a pale ale or something. Oh, fuck!
2: I should have said that. I was li- <laughs> I was literally gonna be like, I think it's like, a pale ale gone wrong.
0: Something, yeah. Cause I feel like the yeast is something giving. It's giving off some kind of like a multi flavor. It's it's kind of yeah, sweet. yeah. I, I think it's the but, mal- the
2: sweetness from the malt. Yeah. yeah.
0: But there is kind of a nice hoppy backbone to it.
2: So there's yeah. There's definitely something
0: there-, there that probably was really nice fresh on tap, and now uh-huh. it's just kind of like. It's been in the bottle in the yeah. office for far too long. <laughs> I think there's some
2: random flavor though in there. Yeah. That I'm also not like quite happy about. Like it's like a really like weird fruit or yeah. kind of artificial taste to it. And that could have been from the fermentation. not
0: artificial, but I think there's some kind of off flavor. Yeah. There's definitely That's an like off
2: flavor like in the middle going of it. On. In yeah. the middle. Yeah. Like before the aftertaste. Like it's yeah. like, oh, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Quagmire, yeah, barely, what the fuck are you doing? That's what
0: we're going with right now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but um, um, anyways... But, you, you know, I mean, I again, I didn't cringe my face.
0: No, honestly, I don't hate it either. I just think it was probably better when it was fresh on tap. And this definitely has been sitting in the office for a while. And I just... It was the last minute, like, oh, God, Matt's not coming. I need to find a mystery beer. Yeah. <laughs> so... I grabbed it, and here we are.
2: There's no like liquor stores on the way here. I
0: mean, I could, but this was free.
2: That's true. It's free. It's me. <laughs> so, that shows you how much you care about like my taste buds. Yes, because this could have literally been a lot worse.
0: Oh, this could have been a lot worse. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um. So cool. yeah, that's basically our intro for that's, that's uh, this week's. That's our intro. But we have a couple more things. Um. Really quick. Uh we really want you guys to email us um and give us feedback. Really want to hear your feedback in
0: Well, not just email like DM us. DM us.
2: DM us or email. In, yeah, whatever yeah. you prefer, I guess. Whatever but you prefer. We
0: totally we love hearing your feedback and we did actually get some recently where they loved our seltzer mania episode and they were like yes. I volunteer. For your pumpkin episode <laughs> so even if you want to just like awesome. yeah no we appreciate stuff like that it, it helps you know, us a lot just to know that you guys are enjoying what you're listening to that you know you think we're doing a good job or if you think we're doing a bad job like let us know like yeah we want to you know learn we're from here to serve and, you yeah that, that, i mean we're having we fun do doing this on our own but, but it's it, for you it's for you guys too like yeah, yeah. you're a huge part of this so
2: yeah, I mean, but, this uh, this this past Monday, I heard a lot of good feedback um, in Cambridge. Uh, yeah. it, like they're like, yeah, no, we we live we we love listening to your your podcast because it's a story, mm, yeah, and not something that you have to really like sit down and listen to with a pencil and paper. <laughs> You know, like there's a lot of beer podcasts out there. I love listening to those. Oh, totally. Because I learn a lot. Yeah. But they're not wrong. Like you really have to like really listen and take notes. notes, For sure. Um, For sure. Where, you know, like they're like, yeah, no, that's why I listen to yours all the time is because I can just listen to it and and digest the story. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Because that's, again, that's why. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. It's the story behind your favorite beer. Yep yeah um so definitely you know dm us email us um, and on top
0: of that if you like what you hear please 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 write a review on apple yes. Podcasts or wherever you Stitcher, listen to us spotify yeah i know spotify is weird i don't know if you can do reviews on there or not i
2: don't remember i don't know but I, definitely on apple podcast I, I know i so. thought i did it before yeah at one point yeah um but yeah, it the makes rates, a
0: huge impact on us, yeah, you know, and it helps yeah, it helps the, a lot. Yeah,
2: the rate in the reviews really help us. The reviews, more importantly, yeah, for sure. Yeah,
0: takes a second to do. Yep,
2: you know. Um, and if you can maybe send us a screenshot of you doing that, we'll send you some stuff. We'll send you some swag.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, hands down. Using us a screenshot of you giving us a review, done. We will definitely send you some stuff. Yeah. Because we, again, we really appreciate We really do that kind appreciate of, that. Back in a of review. So.
2: Yep. So, without further ado, um, it's enough banter <laughs> from Seriously. Sound Guy Ryan and Erica. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Um, again, this is probably one of our favorite interviews we've ever done. And before we get to that episode of Allagash, here's a quick word from our sponsors. And until next week, cheers. Cheers.
0: This week's episode would not be possible without our amazing sponsor, Shirts on Tap.
2: Each month, they team up with breweries from across the country and create a custom shirt and deliver it to your doorstep, along with stickers and coupons. Sign up today using the promo code
1: Brewroots for $5 off your first box.
0: Head on over to shirtsontap.com today. And remember, drink better beer, wear better shirts.
2: You looking to get into a new hobby? Oh, yeah. Sure thing. Well, Erica, where can we do that? Go down to Beer and Wine
0: Hobby. And
2: what can we get there?
0: Everything you need to start your homebrew journey.
1: And we'll help you along that journey by using our promo code, BrewRoots Brewroots, to get 10% off your next order.
0: Visit beer-wine.com to start your homebrew journey today.
1: All right. Uh Erica and Ryan, we are here in Portland, Maine.
2: Once again, this Once is again. what we number this is number, like,
1: this is number yeah. 3. This is third trip up third here. Trip. Third trip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it took three trips to get to Allegash. Not by choice. <laughs> it was they're very busy. The first time, they are. they're busy people. The first time we got some insider information like 2 days before the rest of the world's got it, but I think a lot of people knew. It's like the world's best kept secret and worst kept secret. Like they were releasing Allegash white on cans oh right. And they were right, like right. hey we're gonna tell you something but you can't say anything that's why we can't do the interview I'm like oh cool awesome <laughs> <laughs> and we kept it a secret so i think that's why you guys did the solid today uh- <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why that's
0: why this happened um, yes
1: so we're up in Allegash, and we're super excited because one of my first memories of beer is stealing Allegash white from my dad oh, oh yeah, <laughs> Hell, yeah. <laughs> when i was 16 so uh it's a beer that i i love mm-hmm. and i'm excited to do this because uh I view you guys as, this is no bullshit. You guys are will, kind of the
0: OG, I feel yeah. like. And I, I think
1: know. every you know, interview that we say, uh, someone goes like, Allagash is the pinnacle. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Like we who
1: they always, want to be. That's what we get. So uh, we're here. It's humbling to be here. So yeah. uh, we're here with Jason. What's up, Jason? How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. Right thanks. On. Thanks for taking some time. Uh, we start every interview by just asking uh, your role at the brewery that you work at obviously, Allagash. And uh, your first memory of beer.
3: Yeah, so my role here is I'm brewmaster. Um, So yeah, just kind of oversee everything that we do here from from incoming raw materials out through brewing, cellaring, packaging, and quality, et cetera. Um, Man, my first memory of beer, I, I, I think it probably is stealing beer from my dad as well.
0: That's usually how that goes. Uh, I will,
3: uh, <laughs> let me just go back and say that uh, he, your first beer memory, being stealing allagash White from your dad when you were sixteen, is both really cool to me, but also makes me feel really old. I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 interview over. And, <laughs> interview over. We're done. <laughs> uh,
3: and um, unfortunately, even though my dad was a beer fan um, and a craft, eventually a craft beer fan, it was Molson Golden. Okay. Was what I stole from my
0: nice. dad. Nice. Nice. Um,
3: and that was and
1: probably viewed as, like, that a was very decent percent, beer.
3: That yeah, was <laughs> pretty... That <laughs> was when he was spending... He was normally at Olympia, but, yep. you know, when he, had a, when he wanted to spend oh, a lot more, it was Molson yep. Golden, so... <laughs> uh, that's probably my first memory of beer, nice. but uh, nice. not necessarily craft beer. I I went to... I went to college here in Maine. I'm from Vermont originally, but I went to college here in Maine and more or less never left. So, uh, you know, i i drank I drank beers like Geary's when I was in college, and that's kind of some of my early memories of craft beer. Very cool. Was Geary's, and then growing up in Vermont, um, uh, Long Trail. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep.
1: Any um, memories of like Catamount
3: or yeah, and Catamount. So yeah, I have lots of lots of Vermont memories. So I where I played high school soccer. Was behind Catamount's uh, original facility, not not the one that Harpoon eventually discovered in Windsor, but in white river junction vermont so uh,
0: you're from White river or i'm
3: from heartland okay i'm uh, from
0: windsor actually no kidding yeah, yeah very cool that. a couple of decades apart of yeah love yeah it.
3: so in uh 1992 when i was a senior in yep. high school um that catamount was still at that facility yeah. in white river junction so probably uh, crossed path with todd mott at that time yeah, yeah totally yeah. And yeah. I, I can i can sometimes pretend that i i got into craft beer because of the smells that i got used to uh while playing soccer right. and smelling them right. making beer uh, at <laughs> catamount so yeah big catamount nice. fan uh, i still still actually have a uh a six pack of catamount beer in my basement that I, obviously i'm never going to open Get at this up. point yeah, yeah, yeah. i, I
1: have it awesome. there for memory for <laughs> memory's sake i i early memory of my dad has a crew neck sweat, sweater with catamount with the the green eyes and i just remember being a kid seeing that and there's pictures of me with that and
0: nice
1: yeah, i always talk about catamount
0: hmm.
3: Something yeah, I've
1: got cool. a catamount
3: t-shirt that's in the uh, category of don't ever wear it. Because
0: yes. if I right. wear it,
3: it'll rip and yeah.
1: fall right. apart.
0: So uh, I might
3: wear it maybe once every couple of years.
0: Mm.
1: Nice. So obviously awesome. your, um, your soccer aspirations didn't work out too well. Um, what was the plan kind of going before Allagash? What did you want to be growing up? Whew.
2: Sorry about the soccer dig right there. But <laughs> no, that's <laughs>
0: it's a, fair, it's a fair statement.
2: Yeah. yeah, like you went to college and like, what was your plan?
3: Uh, so I was a psychology major in college. All, um, right, all right. I wouldn't necessarily ha- say I had a great plan. Um, I, I flirted with the idea of, of going the med school route. My dad was a physician. Um, I never got super serious about it, but I definitely thought about it. Uh, and But then when I graduated from college, I was doing a little bit of homebrewing in the college years. My brother, what? who's um, about a year and a half older than me, uh, homebrewed longer than me, and he loves to tell people that he taught me how to brew, <laughs> which is fair. Um, nice. And he, he uh, so I brewed a little bit with him, and then um, after graduating from college, moved out to Montana for a year, and was just doing, um, you know, wait and table jobs and stuff like that, yep. and doing a bunch of homebrewing. And the the homebrew shop that I was buying ingredients from it was also a small brewery at the time, nice. and they had an opening for help, and it seemed. Somewhere around five million times better than waiting tables because I never really liked <laughs> that. So, right, uh, right. I, I jumped at the opportunity, and it was kind of one of those things that, in a couple of days, just fell in love with the with the business and the premise of yeah. being able to get paid, albeit not very much, to the to bug. make beer. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, and I more or less never looked back from there. It's awesome. Nice home brewing
1: um, for you. Was that more of just an avenue to? distract you from
3: school or was that more of just like a hobby that you fell into? I think it was really more of a creative hobby. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do remember we, we used we, one of my friends in college had one of these, the old, the original bit brew in a bag. Not, yep. not like yeah. the nice yeah, ones yeah. right now, right, where, right. like we had like a canvas bag, you poured hot water and then you hung <laughs> it in your room for a week. Yeah. And, and pray then you drank that it works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was just gross. And that was more just trying to find cheap beer. But right. my yes. homebrew <laughs> experience was really more about um, just being a creative outlet. You know, I just, yep. just, just, you know, just like cooking, really. Um, just being able to create something on your own
1: Definitely, really
3: intrigued me. So from Montana, how did you make your
1: way, where did you Back cut your teeth, yeah. more or less, before Allagash?
3: Yeah, so, you know, I grew up in Vermont, uh, I went to college in, in, in Lewiston, Maine, at Bates College, uh, I was there for four years, and then, and then um, my girlfriend at the time, my wife now, and I just decided to move out west, and so we moved to Montana, and, you know, just wanted to see the mountains, and do all that kind of stuff, Definitely. and lo- absolutely loved it out there, and, um, but all our family was really on the East Coast, and um, still had a felt a drawback so yeah. so we moved back uh, and decided to come back to Maine um, she's she's from western New York and we met we met at, uh, at college and just said we really want to get back to Maine so as soon as we made that decision I'd been working at this brewery in Montana for almost a year and you know just wanted to stay in beer so I reached out uh, to people I knew and um, made some phone calls and tried. Tried to get a get a job somewhere, and originally I started working at Gritty McDuff's, which is a you know brew pub Um, here in Maine. There's one in New England's first, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So there's one in Auburn now, but at the time there was just two: uh, Freeport and Portland. And I kind of split time between the two of them, Um, and and really enjoyed working there. I worked. I didn't work there for a super long time. They kind of had a need for seasonal help uh, with summer and into fall you know, Halloween was a huge thing for them back then, Halloween ale, yeah. uh, okay. and it st- still isn't a beer yeah. they make, but it would really had a huge uptick in brewing in that time of year, so they, I helped them out through that period of time, but knew all along that that wasn't a long-term need for them, so I while I was working there, I was really poking around and again, knocking on doors, and I, I just came to Allagash and knocked on the door, and at that point, it was really Rob, Todd, the founder, and, um, one other full-time employee and one part-time employee and i i happened to knock on the door when both rob and his other full-time employee ned were there and just kind of interviewed kind of just shot the shit with them and got along with them and they were like yeah we could use some help (laughs) it's it's just a lot of good fortunate timing and um you know just really enjoyed rob and who he was and what he was trying to do and so i started working for him for about two days a week and then about two months later it was three and about two months later it was five and nice <laughs> if and there kinda, was eight days a week it could be really yeah bad. yeah for sure so <laughs> and like, the rest is history there i guess what year around was this for you? 1998 is when i came in the door in 1999 is when i started where i think it was yeah. like january 3rd 1999 or something like nice that. Awesome. nice so quite a bit of growth in the what uh a couple years
1: almost 25 years that allagash <laughs> has been open yeah, it's been pretty crazy yeah when
0: did it officially open what, what was the year for that
3: 1995,
1: 1995. Yeah. yeah yeah. okay yeah. and yep. rob rob so we're kind coming of right it. on 30 yeah. 30 years Ooh, three,
3: yeah. yeah well 20 20 it'll be 25 years this this um this coming year yep. and nice. um rob you know rob ran the brewery kind of by himself for the first year or so and then brought on ned white uh who um worked for work we worked together for a bunch of years he actually uh uh, left beer for a while, uh, in the alcohol industry for a while, but then came back, um, and opened up a distillery just down the street from us called New England Distilling. They yep. make, make some wonderful yep. stuff. Very cool. Um, so we still see him around. We actually, nice. we have a great thing. We give him barrels from our, from our bourbon, con, bourbon barrel contract, fresh yeah. barrels. And then he fills them with rum and he gives them back to us. After Sweet. And, and so <laughs> that's, a, that's a good friend that's to worse have. That's yeah. yeah. right? So, but, uh, but, uh, but anyway, yeah, it was, um, you know, it was great to get to know and him, work him, work with him and work with Rob. And then growth got really nutty um, around 2007, 2008, um, before, um, from 95 to 2006 or so. There was growth, but it was not huge.
0: Just kind of steady or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and
3: then it got huge. huge bonkers for five or six, seven years straight. What th- did
0: you say set that emotion?
3: That's a good question. <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, we, we kind of were, you know, we started off making Belgian style beers. That was kind of what Rob wanted to do and started off with Allagash White as the only beer. And then Double came along after that. And still for years, it was just those two beers. And then Triple came along in 99. Uh, And again, still just uh, those beers only. And and consumers didn't really know what What? White was our flagship. You know, it's hard to it's sometimes easy to forget now when, you know, you go to around Portland or you go to a city like around Boston or yeah. cities where, where, where we're selling a lot of beer in these days. It's e- it's easy to forget, like, it was a real struggle. Yeah. People just didn't know what to think of these beers. And
0: right, cloudy well, it was so beers different. Yes. I was going to ask, there.
3: what was
1: 98? I mean, I was eight years old, so I have no clue what the beer scene was like. What was it like from 98 to 2007? You know, was it, you have... One core brand, and you're yeah. lucky if you sell
3: out in couple. Yeah, yeah. I mean, locally, um, at that point in time, there was a following for craft beer. Not like today, by any means, <laughs> but there was at least interest. Like we weren't in, like some parts of the country there where it was just a total craft beer wasteland. There was there was there was presence here, and you know, I think a lot of that credit does go to people. You know, I kind of already mentioned in like DL Geary, uh, who started in 1986, or Gritty's, uh, yeah. who followed them, and Shipyard, of course. Um, so there was people. Were at least into supporting local beer, uh, very English style focus. Like those three beer breweries right. I just mentioned. The all Belgians making,
0: were just weird and like yeah, what are yep. these? <laughs> um,
3: but still, it was uh, it's still a small portion of the population that was even interested in any kind of local beer. Yeah. Um, so it was is a definitely a much different scene, uh, and you know, luckily people started mm-hmm. to understand and appreciate the flavors that we were doing because frankly we didn't really change much we were a little bit stubborn in that way just kind of kept our head head down and kept doing what we were doing and um you know luckily people just it started to gather momentum and people Mm -hmm. were interested in allagash white and the flavors that are in it and and then it was just kind of hold on to the reins for a bunch of years so there wasn't
0: really one beer that all of a sudden everyone flocked to you it I mean it's
3: got to we had to give credit to Allagash White. I mean was, oh, Of course, that's It's where 80 came from. still 80% of our production in yeah. a year and um and really all and has been that for
0: It's pretty amazing. almost
3: ever. Yeah. yeah. I mean at yeah. one point it was a 100% when it was the only beer we made but uh <laughs> really for the last 20 years it's been it's mm. been 80 roughly 80% of what we make. In my opinion one of the feathers in your
1: cap is not only is Allagash White an amazing beer. I've never had a beer from you guys yeah no and I, that's and for I, sure i i've looked in other brewers and been like yeah i like your beer but like truthfully how are you able to have such a great flagship which i hate that term but um and then still focus on having an amazingly like, cool ship program and having you know, these funky beers i see you know river trip haunted house in front of us like kicking ass and like
3: all these brewers are like i wish i could be as good as you guys like yeah i mean uh, it's I could answer that in you know probably several hours of answer <laughs> It's not a simple one. I mean it's it's, it's, um, it's it's just it's like a part of our culture here in terms of supporting new ideas and, and seeking you know different ideas from different people. Um, you know we can get into to discussing our pilot program, which I think is a big cornerstone of, of how we come up with new beers. Um, you know, if, you know, having a, a singular owner in, in Rob, who's still the only owner of this company and still very, very involved day to day with what happens here and very supportive of that, I think has a lot to do with it. You know, he, and a huge advocate in the craft beer. Scene. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so it's, we're, you know, we were very fortunate to have that for, for a gazillion reasons to have that kind of leadership here. But in regards to beer innovation, you know, he's willing to support programs and time and, Take the risk. and, and Take the risk, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's huge. That's huge.
0: Do we want to have a moment and then crack a beer open? I know, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. I feel it's like I've been staring, staring at them long enough. <laughs> uh,
3: so, so, Jason, what do we want to crack right now? Well, let's, now? since we're just talking about kind of uh, new beers, I think let's start with this one, True, okay. Penny, True Penny Pilsner. One, because it just came out. Cool. And two, because it's a Pilsner. <laughs> You've clearly <laughs> listened to us. you uh, know we, that. we love Pilsners. Three, you know, it's, uh, it's right out of this kind of pilot program I was yes. referring to. Very cool.
0: Awesome.
1: So you guys never dabbled in the pills kind of business before? Is
3: this kind of the first? It, it is. And as, as I explain it, you'll see how we kind of decided to put our own spin on it to yep. some degree. Um, yeah. I mean, we, cheers we, we uh, yeah. cheers. Yeah. Cheers. You know, we, we, Ooh, uh, if I ever get married, that's going to be, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you
1: marry yeah. right there. Just that beer. my girlfriend's like, no, 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 <laughs> <not> more beer. <laughs>
3: But, yeah, we, uh, like, um, really, like, anybody who's been in a craft beer, most likely, like, anybody who's a serious craft beer person for a while, and certainly a lot of brewers, we l- we love great pilsners, too, yeah. you know. Uh, right. It's just a, um, such a wonderful style when done and executed well. You mean to well. say you
1: guys don't drink double IPAs? Hobby
3: <laughs> <probably laughs> boys all the yeah. time. Yeah. Um, and so... This this beer, and I'll explain kind of how it came to be uh, after I kind of described the beer. But um, you know, the idea here was to try to try to make a pilsner in a kind of a classic way, but to um, kind of make it our own. And you know, we're a Belgian style brewer, uh, so so th- basically what we ended up doing here is uh, it, this is a, we have we brew this brew this beer as one wort uh, out of the brew house, but then split it into two fermentations one fairly larger fermentation with a lager yeast and goes through a normal yeah. lager pilsner profile and then another small portion gets fermented 100 with Brettanomyces. Oh, oh cool and Interesting. then we blend those two post-fermentation to taste yeah uh, and this has about eight percent of that brett fermentation huh. so it's intended to be very subtle
0: it is very subtle i don't really pick up on that at all
3: yeah. we, we had another yeah. version of this beer for anybody who maybe you saw this on draft last year that we simply just called Pilsner with Britannomyces, just as a stylistic <laughs> description. Yep. And that was a, was much more intensely Brett Ford, wonderful beer, but uh, very much yeah. Brett, Brett lover kind of beer yeah. versus this yeah. one is intended to be, you know, Pilsner first and Brett kind of second. You know, I, yeah. True Penny is what it's called. True Penny is the yep. name of it. Yeah. Uh, and, nice. and the idea being uh, the way I kind of like to describe it is, The flavor impact we get from Brett and this beer is intended to be uh, all along the lines of of how a hop selection flavor would come through in a Pilsner. So more like a spice, more like a a subtle flavor and aroma than a hit you over the top. So you you get some subtle tropical notes and some real subtle kind of funky notes there. Highly drinkable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. That's Um, wonderful. Wonderful. So a lot of time obviously goes into a Pilsner um, and caring. How... When, let's talk about like start to finish for a pilot program. Obviously, Allagash isn't in the business of trying something and then presenting it to the public. Mm-hmm. Um, how many
3: iterations of this did this go through before?
1: That's a good was question. Was ready for prime time? Yeah,
3: this one um, This one probably had three pilots. Um, one, the Pilsner with Britannomyces, I guess is, is was a version of this. Uh, and then we also had, um, we actually had a, what, this is going to sound crazy to a lot of people, but um, a thirty-barrel, what we call dump it batch. So oh we, no. we, I know it's But that's it's done by it's intentional. It's done yeah. right from the get go, um, and so I'll, I'll kind of explain that process and why that kind of maybe will make a little bit more sense uh, okay. to dump that. Yeah, there's, there's, sure. there's, there's brewers just they're hard <laughs> <crying. heart dropped. laughs> So so we have our pilot program here that um, really we've had in place for probably fifteen years to some degree but it's evolved a lot over those years so it is is remained to have its kind of same roots and and inspiration all along but as we've added employees and grown it's gotten a little more structure right right but the idea is that we create this program that is highly approachable for anyone who works here regardless of background in brewing um, and you know comfort level with putting together a recipe so people are encouraged to submit ideas and we just do it electronically just through Google sheets. Basically yeah. uh, people can oh, submit that's an idea the secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> uh, and just say, and the, the entry form is designed to intentionally be very, very little barrier to entry. So uh, if you're a brewer who's brewed for us or done a lot of homebrewing, you may submit uh, a recipe with actual you know percentages of malts, right. and et cetera. But if you're not, you may just submit an idea that's like,
0: I like these flavors together. Exactly. Right. Yeah.
3: Exactly. That's and, really cool. And then in that case, the, there's a pilot team. we made up of a bunch of our um, more senior brewers. Uh, people rotate on and off the team, but uh, they work with the individuals to create the recipe and say, okay, that's the flavor you're looking for. We can get at that with this fermentation profile, this yeast, this hop, et cetera, yeah. and create the final beer.
0: That's actually really cool. It kind and of includes the whole team. Like yeah, here. yeah, and
3: we and we just have um, so many cool beers that come from it. And, you know, this case in True Penny Pilsner, this came from Patrick Chavanel, uh known as Chavez around here, who has been brewing with us for a long time. Yeah. He's kind of our R&D brewer to some degree. So this is maybe not an example of that kind of buried entry, right, but it, right. it still went through this pilot program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it, you know, we'll probably have, man, I don't know, we'll probably have... Hundred and fifty submissions a year, let's say, and then maybe sixty or so of them will brew on our pilot system, which is a ten gallon batch. Yeah. That's a pretty good statistic. I um, mean that means yeah. you're getting a lot of good educated Yeah, yeah. Right. and, and what the pilot program does, it's ser- it certainly is our kind of innovation engine, if you want to call good. it that. Yeah. But it's yep. also this great like interdepartmental activity that people get to do, educational tool yeah. for people who don't have knowledge and and brewing process they get to work with someone who does and learn about brewing and so it's it's just a huge part of our culture here and and uh, a really
1: fun thing we do so you're even saying like someone front of house staff marketing could submit this Mm -hmm. and their
3: idea concept that's
1: awesome could
0: be a beer right yeah i mean one,
3: one of the examples i love to use a lot is uh um jeff who's our marketing director has his wife makes him this um this dessert for his birthday every year, this raspberry chocolate cake, basically. And his submission was literally, I want, can we make a beer that <laughs> tastes like this cake? It's my favorite dessert. Love it. And it's such a bizarre request, but he sat down with, um, one of the pilot team members and created this recipe that involved the Britannomyces fermentation yeah. and all these roasted malts and then finished with fresh raspberries. And I'm sorry, I didn't grab one of those <laughs> bottles, but it's remarkable. I mean, it tastes like raspberry chocolate cake it's that's crazy awesome. and, and still beer of course <laughs> yeah
1: not right, sweet like right,
0: that right right the
3: flavors are there a lot of the
0: that's times really you cool. get
1: those oh this tastes like and no offense to the homebrew you made but we had one the other night that was like gingerbread oh yeah and we were like oh is this snickerdoodle is this clove is this you know what are the yeah. flavors but to deliver on that that promise is a right huge undertaking yeah
0: definitely yeah. so speaking of all these palettes and everything else. Um, the Cool Ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when did that come about, and, like, how often are you using that right now in your beer program?
3: Yeah. So we started our yeah. uh, Cool Ship project in 2007. Um, you know, at that time, you know, you know, I guess basically at the time we were, we were like I said earlier, uh, Belgian-style brewery right from the get-go. Yeah. Um, you know, doing some wild fermentation stuff, some Britannomyces stuff at the time on a small scale. Um but it really took again Rob's kind of whim to say, "Let's let's give this a try." And yeah. we had talked about like spontaneous fermentation would be fun to play with and so on. But I, I, I I'll be honest, <laughs> I never thought we'd actually do it because right. uh, you know scary. we were a much smaller company then, and, yeah. and scary investing in something like that is a risk. Yeah. Uh, on top of that, at the time two thousand seven, there was really nobody doing spontaneous fermentation outside of. A, Belgian. a magical radius around Brussels, Belgium. Right, right. <laughs> and the conventional wisdom was you can't make spontaneous fermentation or lambic style beers anywhere but there. Yeah. Um, Boy, and, did you guys prove them wrong. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry. And, you know, if you had conversations yeah. with uh, actual Lambic brewers, they didn't necessarily believe that. Right, yeah. But that was somewhat kind of what writers, the, the urban legend, few, That's a, yeah. a right, few urban writers legend. were talking about yeah, and so yeah. on. Um, so that kind of what it started with was kind of an experiment to see can we produce spontaneous fermentation in the same kind of manner that lambic is produced in Portland Maine instead of Brussels and, um, but to do that meant building a room, buying a cool ship, installing yeah. it. Cause really you have to have that whole environment. It's not like just right. st- sticking a bucket of word in a parking <laughs> lot. Oh damn. I wish it worked Ar- like that. Right. So, uh, and it's evolved a lot since then. Yeah. Um, but it took us two to three years before we even knew whether what we had was sellable. Yeah. Cause it just, it's, and you know, it's a. You know, it's
0: completely different, two I two- to three-year
3: right? fermentation and aging effect yeah. to make that, that kind of beer. Yeah. So we didn't sell our first bottle of that until I think it was 2011. Wow. Um, so a lot of learning on the fly and kind of – how did you even learn to – Did
0: like, you homebrew at all? Like, try – no, not you just really. went full No, there it kind
3: of wasn't really any re- – in my opinion, there wasn't a great way to pilot it. Because, right. Because, uh, you know, again, you, I'm a firm believer that the spontaneous fermentation – it's all about the environment of the room and the life of yeah, the room, and etc. Sure. And certainly, outside air has a huge factor. But um, you know, we, we, it was a bit hard thing to pilot, so we just kind of yeah. went for it. Um, but it's also blending and aging is such a big part of it that true. You know, we brewed first in two thousand seven. By the time two thousand eight brewing season came out around again, we're brewing again. No idea if two thousand seven <laughs> stuff is even sellable. Right, right, right. And right. then probably around two thousand late 2008 2009 is when we were like okay this stuff's actually tasting pretty good right um but we didn't have much experience with tasting young lambic either so yeah no one else was doing it We've done it, that right? a lot so. more since but uh you know it was hard to gauge like is this what this is supposed to taste like right or right. <laughs> is what this is supposed to smell like yeah so trial and error Very cool. yeah
0: how often do you use it now then
3: so we're using it Almost exclusively just in the, in the late fall. Okay. Um, we target a pretty specific overnight temperature of between 25 and 40 Fahrenheit and Project. even looking for even tighter 25, 35 for the low Yeah. Uh, or the overnight. And um, the best window for that uh, is really November and December for yeah. us. You can hit it again in, in March and April. Right. Um, but uh, the spring is just too volatile in New England really with... You know, one day yeah. uh, it's super cold <laughs> and snow, and the next day in the 60s. And yep. So we, we we've I think in the last three years done maybe th- three batches total in the spring, and the rest have been in the fall just because it, it works better. So we yep. we've tightened that window. When we first started brewing, we were brewing 25 to 50 Fahrenheit, wow. and just had a lot of issues with some of the higher fermentation or mm-hmm. higher overnight cooling temperatures. So, yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. So we've dialed that a lot yeah. tighter. Allegash White has really cool. been. It's 25
1: years old at this point almost, right? How has it changed since you started to today?
3: Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I guess the simple simple answer, like from a recipe perspective, if I if you look at it, if I just answer it very shortly, it basically has it, right? As in the very little in terms of the type of grains that are used, the, the original yeast strain that we're still using some degree the percentage of the grains and so on and so forth uh, the reality is that you know we're using different raw materials um, than we were back then just because every year's year and the biggest change is that, that that the quality's just gotten better because we have had more resources to, to throw at quality.
0: Say kind of booming with grain and hops and Mm -hmm. everything else now so
3: yeah that means certainly that's a part of it but just in terms of the control that we can have with as a as a larger company in terms of um even when we're dealing with our suppliers we can have specifications that are a lot tighter than they used to be we go out to uh, yakima for hop harvest every year and select our own hops we didn't do that years ago we couldn't do that years ago Um, and then all the processes we have in place throughout the process for reducing oxygen and QC and everything, et cetera, just makes it better. I've heard Rob often say that, and this is probably a more concise way to say it, is that when he, the way that he remembers the beer tasting when it was super fresh is the way it tastes all the time now. (laughs) It's (laughs) kind of the way he likes to describe it. I think that's, that's that's kind of my memory as well. Does it, uh.
1: Kill you a little bit when you see it poured at a restaurant with a orange. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And why? And why is that? I'm just. I mean, I, why is
0: they do Was that, it ever something that Allegash yeah. intended? Never.
1: Was
3: it ever? So yeah. no, we we never ever encouraged encouraged it. Uh, there were some years where we. I mean, we've never actively stopped it yep. either. Um you know, I think but it's we used not the way to enjoy We it. used to joke when we were smaller and and you know, trying to grow. It's like Does, doesn't matter, just, just as, long drink as, drinking, <laughs> as long as they're drinking it. As long you drinking it, I don't care how they're drinking it. But um, I think it's I guess it's the the German, I was about to say, even German license aren't drink. supposed to have it with yeah. it either. So, yeah. you know, there was Widmer for a while was big on, on uh, orange slice and certainly Blue Moon. Blue Moon, yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess that's where it comes from. It was more prevalent in, in Maine, ironically, than anywhere. That's yeah. Yeah. Like Weird. for years, I would, <laughs> I'd go into a place in, in Portland and, and order an I guess okay. White and I, my line was always, "I White, no fruit.
1: Yeah, yep. that's what and I said too. And
3: people look weird at you. Still, fifty percent of the time it would come with fruit in. It. Yeah, yeah. And the worst is when it was actually like in inside the beer. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd be like, plop it right in the beer. Oh. Uh. So. let's open another beer. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah, that was the second
1: can that you guys canned, right? The, the the river trip.
3: Um.
1: Let's well, see. Along with Algae, sure.
3: We had. Let's see. We had. Um, we actually, the, what was the first beer? I guess the first beer we canned was actually Hoppy Table Beer. Okay. That's what um, I was thinking, yeah. And then we had a couple other small-scale runs we did here at the brewery only. Um, but White and River Trip are the only two that we're selling in cans um, on any kind of scale yeah. just outside yeah. the brewery.
0: So do you have a canning line here then now? or are you We kind, do, yeah, yeah, we, yeah.
3: We do. We, we've always mm-hmm. always had one. Um the only exception being uh, a handful of years ago, we brought in the mobile canners to can uh, a little bit of beer just for our employees, just so employees could have some Ooh, cans for the nice. summer. So that was kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of what got us started in this. Yep. We just had them come in, and we did like a hundred cases of uh, you know just silver bullet unlabeled yep. cans, yep. and every, yep. you know, everybody got a case, kind of fun. Um, but we, we put in a small can line that has been was running up until uh, Wednesday this week. Nice. Uh, and then we're in the midst of installing a new can line
0: that oh, will
3: wow. be running next week.
1: A so, larger canning yeah, line. Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. So 2019, 2018, let's say, Allagash entered the can game, I guess we can say. What? Um, why? Why did it take, I'm going to say so long, but sure. I mean, it's something that.
0: Yeah, like why why, did, why are you doing it, it now? Yeah, why yeah.
1: why
3: did you decide to move to cans? Yeah, no, it's a great question. I mean, we, I mean, for why we didn't earlier, I think had a lot to do with just uh, space, focus, resources. To be honest with you, I mean, we we have been selling for years: twelve ounce bottles, seven fifty milliliter cork yep. bottles, three yep. seven five mill cork bottles, and wild beer, sour beer, kegs, of course. Um, and, you know, we had, we've had we invested a lot over the years in brew house and fermentation capacity, et cetera, and the premise of putting in another packaging line. Like, yeah. do we really need another packaging line? Where is it going to go? That kind of thing just didn't make sense to us. And I've never been against cans. I mean, I've been been a fan of cans coming into craft beer ever since it kind of started to gain some speed i could never have imagined to get the speed that it has gotten but you know i think when done it's just people always say which is better for beer and i say it doesn't it doesn't really matter you can have a really poor quality bottle fill and you can have a really poor quality can fill it just depends on on the on the quality of the equipment um so it, it just didn't seem to it didn't fit into our kind of uh, Your budget picture. and our time yeah. and so on, um, but we one of the things when we put in the reason we put in the small can line was because it fit in a very small area where we where we could nice. put it in, yeah. and while we <laughs> kind of built up the resources we needed to put in the larger can line. Um, so that, I mean that's kind of why we it took us so long. Um, in terms of why, I mean it's people have been asking us to get our beer cans for years. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. can and, imagine. And, and um, <laughs> You know, I just love. Personally, as a as a consumer of the beer myself, I just love the opportunities it gives you to, to, to drink it in places where it's just not as easy. Yeah. Whether that be camping or on a river or in a stadium, right? Um, Etc. There's just so much more opportunity to to enjoy it that way. And and you like I mentioned, the cans are just going crazy. So it's just it lost opportunity for us to get one of our beers in people's hands. Right. Yep. Honestly, yeah. you know, there no, more definitely. and more places that are. Um. You know, more and more places that are actually not even letting you taking in bottles. they don't care who the brewery is. They're just we're only selling one cans cans cans. Yeah.
1: So speaking of getting in more people's hands, where how many states are you guys in at this point? I mean, it's pretty hard to go to a different state and not see you guys. Yeah, we're
3: in 17 states yeah. total.
0: Only 17.
1: Um, Feels so much more. Maybe I know, right? Maybe they <laughs> only go to
3: the 17 we good go, ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think we, we do have a perception of more because, um, well, one, we're in basically every East Coast, every Atlantic that's Coast. That's really what it except is. Except for Florida. Yeah. We're not in Florida. Oh, Come on, okay. Florida. <laughs> and then we are in a lot of other big metro markets. markets. So we're markets. in Chicago. We're in LA, we're in San Francisco, uh, we're in Philadelphia. Nice. You know, and of course, you know, New York, et yeah, So we're yeah. we're in a lot of,
0: of big markets. Mm.
1: So
3: so pe- we people. <laughs> I have a couple people that live in Texas that really wish that you guys were in Texas. We we actually used to sell beer in Texas many years ago. Uh around hmm. two thousand let's see, two thousand eight, two thousand nine something like that we were in I think around 32 states okay oh. and so basically what happened to us and it's kind of a good demonstration of what how different the times were when we were when we were trying to grow we we're trying to sell more beer trying to survive honestly we rob was reaching out to everybody any any state any wholesaler would take Allagash, which at that point there he had a lot of no's. you know he'd go yeah. to a state and they'd be like no way this beer is never going to sell nope. <laughs> and so anybody who would take it we sent it to him. Yeah. and so for years, when we were selling to 32 states, we are sending like one pallet or one half a pallet to, like we Not were in a Oregon and Washington and sending one pallet of beer all the <laughs> way out there. Probably cost as much to right. send it as you would get I back. We were yeah. literally losing money on all that beer. Uh, and then what happened is it started to pick up, like I said, in 2007, 2008. And it, we just kind of realized the only way forward for us was to kind of basically draw a line in the sand between a certain level, yeah. of beer that was being sold in the market. And in, in about a year's time, we went from 32 to 17 states. Nice. Texas is one of them. And it's one of the best things we've ever done um, because it really let us focus our energy on those markets. And beer is fresher. It anymore. Yeah, it's
0: anymore. Yeah. yeah,
3: So you've fortunately been able to see the
1: market go up, down, and back up again. Mm-hmm. Where are we at at this point? You have good global perspective. Was it going up, or is it going down?
3: Can I choose in between? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there's still plenty of... My take is I think there's plenty of opportunity out there for continued brewery openings on a small scale. I think overall beer consumption is is showing. I mean, it's showing. It's flattening, if not dropping a little bit. Craft. There's still plenty of interest in craft beer. There's so many consumers that there are still left yeah. to discover craft beer. So I, I think there's plenty of opportunities, and there's it's not easy to get to these new consumers who haven't already discovered the beer. Yeah. But I think there's opportunity to find those consumers. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot of challenges out there too for beer um, with uh, growth of other, uh, other types of beer, whether it be, or, seltzer, or, <laughs> which I, I know that that gets categorized as beer, which honestly bothers me a little bit because it's, <laughs> it's categorized as beer from a tax yeah. perspective, but it's, it's absolutely not beer. Uh, but seltzer is a great example um and and certainly lower consumption rates and all that kind of good stuff but i still think there's opportunity um to continue to open breweries and communities and be i mean local watering holes i think are still
0: a thing yeah Yeah. for sure but
3: there's going to be we're already seeing it there's some big challenges for breweries um that are bigger than you know a local brewery everyone's going to have those challenges Agreed. We don't have to go too much
1: into yeah, that. No, yeah, no, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah,
0: no, so um at this point when I mean, you guys obviously have like a pretty large foothold in here in the United States and the world, I mean, what keeps you going? What drives you at this point to keep growing and continuing what you're doing?
3: I mean, as a I guess as a company, um growing is like it's exciting for us. Yeah. Um it's it's kind of what we're used to. <laughs> like yeah. We don't know another way. Um, yeah. So we, we like growth because it, it just gives us new opportunity to to provide for consumers, provide for our employees. I mean, that's a big part of it. We've got a staff here that we've got very little turnover here and people who love challenge and love excitement. And, you know, if we were to go before our staff and say, you know what, we're, we're just going to kind of stay where we are and not change and stay flat and, and not do anything else, then, we're, What's the point? People would be like, "Well, I'm out of here. Yeah, you know, this isn't exciting anymore. Uh, yeah, we want we want new opportunity, new growth, and right. that doesn't necessarily mean volume. We've never been a brewery that chases volume growth, but it part of it is volume, of course. But just selling more beer, getting our beer in more customers' hands. Yeah. But it's exciting. That's really what it comes down okay. to. That's what mm-hmm. we like to do. Good. Um, me personally. <laughs> I mean, I, this job is so exciting to me, and I don't... I, I,
0: That's cool that it's still exciting at this point. You've been yeah. doing it for a while is, now, and...
3: I'm sure you've had I, other, I've other opportunities problem, yeah. Yeah, yeah. problems <laughs> with work sometimes, but excitement is not, one, not of one of them. That's and, awesome. uh, you know, challenge is not one of them. There yeah. are so many opportunities mm. for challenge and, and excitement. Very cool. Um, and, you know, out for again, for me personally, you know, I'm pretty involved with stuff uh, with the Brewers Association, yep. uh, specifically cool. a little bit with some other organizations, But the BA, specifically on the technical side. And that's super exciting to be able to um, be involved in those projects and to be able to, you know, as we were growing, when we were younger, you know, we reached out for help to people like Sierra Nevada and people like New Belgium and people like Dogfish who who were bigger than us and bells and said to, you know how do you handle this problem and they op- welcomed it with open arms and now for and we've heard that actually for me to be yeah, able to, yeah. for yeah. us guys- as a company to be able to do the same yeah. either directly to our local folks or through ba work is yeah. super like important yeah. and empowering for me to be able to be involved in we've heard that actually we've interviewed everyone on oh yeah for a way at this yeah. point and they've
1: said you know at first, it's a little intimidating opening up in the shadows of <laughs> Allegash, which I yeah. think is understandable. But they said they couldn't have been nicer. Their doors are always open, and they stop in for
3: beverages all the time too. So that's great to hear. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah we're really cool. we're lucky.
3: It's a cool, great little community we out yeah. out here. It's uh, again not to keep going in my day, <laughs> like in my day. But you know, in the early years of this park, uh, you know, it was ghost town out there, yeah. industrial uh, way. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's I remember yeah. you know after work you know standing in the parking lot and looking at all the trees out here and hitting golf balls into the woods you know and like no one was out here yeah. Yeah. and and we'd get if the door opened it was rare, and you'd there's a little chime on the door. You'd be in the middle of a brew, and you'd look up, what the heck is this?" You know, and if it wasn't, you, you might even think it was probably like a friend of yours. But right, right. If it was someone actually coming for the mailman for, yeah. coming for a tour. You're like, "Oh boy, all right." Yeah. So, and now it's it's just insane. Yeah, what, and come out here, especially on a weekend, it's nuts. Yeah. yeah,
0: but I do appreciate you guys being as popular and amazing as you are. You don't have any massive lines. Like I feel like I can come here whenever I want get a good beer and just hang out. And it's not like pretentious or like yeah. bro central or whatever, you know, like it's just, I like that a lot.
1: What, you mean you don't have to get the pineapple coconut right, lactose like <laughs> IPA here? <laughs> no and
0: offense. And maybe that's and why we, we, there are yeah, yeah. massive lines yeah. here. I mean, I don't know, but um, it's cool. Yeah. You've done a good job with that. So. Well,
3: thanks. Yeah, we, we uh, I'm not. I'm, On purpose I, or not, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't understand the line right. <laughs> the line mentality at all, yep. whether it's beer or anything else, but, um, but yeah, we, uh, we, we have a great thing going out yeah. here. A lot of awesome, awesome breweries around us and, and, uh, it makes for a fun way to spend a day to come out here and hit, right. hit, uh, hit them all. Yeah.
0: We're not complaining. No, no, no. <laughs> uh,
3: can we talk about the current brew house? What are you guys brewing on? I know there's a lot, but what's the system? So we, we have, uh, two brew houses and and then the pilot system um so the, the main brew house we brew on um is what we're looking at out the window here is uh, a 75 barrel fully automated five vessel brew house so we put that in in 2013 after years and years of running what was originally a 15 barrel brew house then we upsized it just with some equipment modifications to 30 that was a two vessel then it went to three then it went to five And just we're running 24 hours a day, probably six days a week. uh, And then put this in in 2013, and and it was a game changer for us. So you could actually go home and sleep. Yeah. And, 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 you know, we, you know, people often come in and see that brew house and like, wow, it's so amazing. And it it really is a beautiful brew house. But it did take us, it literally took us 20, 20, 20 years to, to get to a point where we could put that in. Yeah. And, um, it's custom made for us by Braukon, uh, brew house manufacturer in nice. Germany, who you know, pretty nice. common here in the U S yeah. at the time. Yeah. Uh, when we put it in, um, there was only a couple other ones in the U S from that manufacturer, but they've grown tremendously. Oh, and yeah. Do, do great work. Um, so that's the brew house we do, all um, you know, probably 90% of our, of our beer on. And then, the what we call the old brew house, uh, is a 30 barrel system that we're running, you know, a couple days a week. Uh, all of the wild and funky stuff is made on that. Um, so to keep it separate to avoid not the risk necessarily. Of... No, it's more a volume okay. thing. So yeah, we also brew like a beer, like house beer, which is a beer we only sell here at the brewery. Awesome yeah. beer too. That, you know, we don't want to brew 75 barrels of that and it won't, won't stay fresh. We are just not right. making, there's not enough sales out of just our tasting room for it. Yeah. So we'll brew smaller batches. Um, a lot of our, Test batches that get upsized from the pilot system will get brewed on that, that kind of thing. Cool. Um, Of the 95% that's
1: brewed in here, what percent is that Allagash White? Yeah, it's
3: 82%, something like that. Yeah. 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 It's basically Allagash White Monday to Wednesday and then (laughs) everything else. Everything else on Thursday. Typically, we're done brewing Thursday night. Uh, We we do brew 24 hours a day still. Um, Wow. You know, it went, went at, the si- at, at the size of, of this kind of brew house, when we were, or not even this brew house size, the amount of brews we're doing in a week—we're doing thirty-two ish brews a week. Wow! We so, you know, could we do that without going in the overnights? Probably, but it would be seven days a week, right? Yeah. So, it's right. just a lot of efficiency. It's a good like work-life balance for your employees here as well. Yes yeah, so and no. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is dry, it is uh, yeah. the four day work week we've been able to to maintain for for a long time wow. uh, we had a little bit of time this summer where we were five days with a small can line but we're mostly four days a week so almost everybody in the production team is a, is a 410 yep. so that's a huge quality of life for that that really is I say kind of because there is a group of people who have to work the overnight yep. rotation and right. you know no, no one wants to no work no one wants and and <laughs> if <laughs> somebody <laughs> does they, they're weird so shut up to all <laughs> you weirdos <laughs> yeah <laughs> you should
1: be worried about those yep. people yeah. Uh, so we had a question from one of our listeners who said, with all the great beer that is out, that you guys are making, what's next for Allagash?
3: What is next? Um, I mean, more of the same, okay. <laughs> not necessarily the same beers, but the same approach to how we, how we do new beers. Um, they'll certainly, you'll certainly see more canned beer from yeah. us, for sure, now cool. that the new can line's coming up. So more like quality over quantity? Yeah, I mean, we will continue to do a tremendous amount of new beers. We do a lot of new beers in a given year, uh, and that is not slowing down. I mean, it's it's what we love to do, uh, and luckily it's what the consumer wants. You know? Um, you know, I think other than, you know, our core beers, you know, uh, Allagash White and Triple and Curio and River Trip, et cetera, you know, you, you probably will see a lot of beers that don't stick around. Yeah. Just because that's it's not necessarily what the consumer wants. And there's a part of me that, that saddens me a little bit. Um, but the other part of me from a creative side is, Excited it's wonderful, you know, yeah. it's, yeah. just allows us to continue to, no monotony. To push. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, more and more of the, of, of the same kind of approaches to things. Um, we're seeing, a you know, it's a very different world on the wild and sour beer side of things than it used to be. You know, it used to be, there weren't a lot of people doing it. So, uh, yeah, it's much
0: more popular now it's more
3: popular now but there's also a lot more people doing it true and there's uh, even some signs that you know with other stuff going on there's maybe a little bit of a dip in kind of wild sour beer maybe it's going towards the the you know double ipas and yep. <laughs> yeah and pastry stouts and stuff right. like that i'm not no. sure but when you see people attempting
1: you know sours lambics or that and not doing it at the quality that you guys do, and I, and I understand restrictions of other breweries that may not have this, the amount of capital to do it at the mm-hmm. level that you are, but ultimately giving that style of beer not as good of a name that maybe Allagash or other people who are doing the really well, is that hurting
3: the style? I, can, I think it can. Yeah. I mean, I think anytime people are already all-encompassing sour beer into one big category, which...
0: Talk it's about not. that for hours, <laughs> it's,
3: which isn't—I don't think—is a good thing. But uh, if somebody has an experience with what they, you know, a sour beer, and it's really heavily acidic, I just mean, like I, turpentine, I, I won't blame <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. them to, if they don't want to drink it anyway. Right. So, um, you know, I think having balance—it's just with like any any beer, no matter what it is—balance of flavor is key. That um, doesn't mean boring; it means just balanced. And so, I think it's important for even with sour beers to have balance and drinkability and, and, um, you know, for it to be something that people are going to come back to.
0: Yeah. And of have all these beers you're brewing now. Do you have a specific style or even just a certain beer that you just love to brew? That's your favorite.
3: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I, I it's hard not to say some of the blended sour beer we do like Ship Shipper Surgon just cause it, it's such a cool added prop part of the process to be able to, um, take a beer, uh, you know, at the end of its life of fermentation and aging yeah. and then kind of recreate it into a new beer. So the blending yeah. process is super exciting. I've been pretty psyched on some of these, um, I guess I call it hybrid. So true Penny Pilsner, we just tried, yep. we did a beer uh, earlier this year called Moselle, which was similar concept. And it was, uh, about 60%, um, lager and 40% saison cool Ooh, and it's, it's that one was a little bit like whereas true penny pills is a very subtle Bratt character. Like a spicy
0: lager moselle kind of?
3: was like a spicy lager yeah, and it's that's, that's actually really one of cool. my favorite beers we did this year that also came from the pilot program one of our brewers zach karen's beer um and we'll be bringing that back next year as well for a singular release and oh yeah. shout so out to
0: him yeah, those, those are really fun
3: uh, fun beers you know i wouldn't say to brew because i didn't personally brew it but to create and to be yeah. involved in is. um kind of taking a traditional two different traditional flavors, right, really right. and creating a new flavor experience mm-hmm. with it. So still very, you know, saisons are super drinkable lagers just can
0: super be super drinkable. Sure. Yeah. Uh, p- yeah. combining yeah. them yeah.
3: with interesting flavors. So that's awesome.
0: That's really cool. Actually
1: the Allagash, uh, family tree, I guess, or brewing tree. <laughs> How is the roots spread out? And you have brewers all across the country at this point that may have started. Is that something that, and you've remained here, mm-hmm. um, it feels like your hands have been in across the new England brew scene almost.
3: Well, I will say, I mean, we are f- fortunate really in the 25 years that pretend, you know, p- keeping people around has been really, we've been really successful at it. And uh, if i of honestly anything that I could be proud of, not that it's, that's because of me, it's maybe partially is that that's the environment we have is people want to stay and want to yeah, be a part of a this good culture. place. Yeah. Um, cause that's really what, I mean, I love beer. I love making beer. But what I love, I love coming to work is the people I work with. They're just amazing people. But there have been people who have moved on and moved outside of even of New England and um, because they wanted to start their own place or want to go new places. And, and that's so awesome to see uh, some of our alumni, if you will, uh, opening up their own breweries in different places. Very cool. Um, so, yeah, super cool. Yeah. How instrumental is
1: Rob? I know that you mentioned earlier that, you know, it's awesome. He's very, you know, supportive of any decisions that you guys want to make at this point. But is he still
3: day-to-day activities? Absolutely. Yeah, no, he's very, very involved. You know, his his kind of day-to-day what he does has evolved over the years, just like any, any other, anybody's role here has. But he's absolutely here. Maybe not here every day, but if he's not here... Uh, he's he's traveling for the brewery. He's he's very involved in the brewers association as well. He's been yeah, on the board for, sure. for ten years. He actually cycles off at the end of this year, um, and you know doing sales stuff, doing events stuff, but he's absolutely very involved in what goes on here day to day, and you know loves just being a part of everyday life. I think if he had all the hours in a week, he he would be still probably working on the bottling line and and helping the maintenance team. On work, I mean, that's what he loved to do—is doing doing that stuff. And he obviously can't do that as much anymore. But if you're if you're here uh, at the brewery uh, when he, when he's around, it's very likely that you'll see him just on the floor talking to people, like Hands catching on. up with folks and you know seeing how people are doing. And and everybody here really uh, you know looks up to him and and looks to his guidance for how to move us forward. So absolutely very involved. How many um, employees does Allegation employ? I think we're around 140 now. Oh, crap!
0: Doesn't seem uh, like that much for like you guys. I don't know, like, yeah. like I don't you know the
3: exact I... number at this moment in time, but somewhere around there. Um, yeah. You know, the tasting room uh, is the kind of the one area we work with seasonal help, right. uh, just because there's such a swing. You know, with typically, you know, we'll have some teachers in there on their summers off, right, or right. uh College students, that kind of thing. Vacation but land, uh, if you will. the majority of that 140 is you know full time people who've been here been here for a while. Yeah. So,
1: you said canning a lot more canning. Um, any cha- any further expansion for you guys? We we at the industrial way. Cur- currently,
3: we just you know we're about to finish up this canning line building expansion. Um, the building's done. The can line is close. Um, and that and that puts us in a pretty good place for a little while. We'll have some in, small investments mm-hmm. in equipment here and there, but no no big in, expansions for us. We in see the a lot foreseeable of foreseeable future. We see
1: a lot of breweries night shift announcing they're going to Philly. Mm-hmm. While the gas for the foreseeable future remain in Maine.
3: Yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah. there's been we
1: haven't had any discussions to, to do anything otherwise. Excellent. Yeah, I think you guys are very important to the main. Uh, specifically Portland, but Maine as a whole,
3: scene. so Definitely. just what you guys are doing is awesome.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, yeah, I mean, we, we, you know, I mentioned earlier just, like, the, the vibe here at this company and that the, it really feels like family, and, you know, I, there's a variety of reasons why we wouldn't consider a second location, but it's important to us to kind of keep keep this home base as our home base, and the connection points that we have here between employees and departments and all that stuff is really strong.
1: Yeah.
0: Definitely. I can't imagine Alga's anywhere else, <laughs> no honestly. <either>. Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, Luckily, Portland is pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, so. right, okay. right. yeah, you guys have amazing restaurants, amazing beer. Uh, so Jason, let's get to know you more. When you go home at night, is there a beer
3: that's in your fridge that uh, you're, you're craving grabbing. after this interview to have? Um, I will uh, say I drink a lot of triple and curio at my house. Nice. Um, <laughs>
2: Nice. That must be nice. Yeah, <laughs> I want to
3: come over. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty great. I mean, my my wife those are her two favorite beers we make, and oh, so perfect. Um, you know, I I I actually my employee beer that I take home is almost all cork bottles of those two beers. That's um, awesome. Even though you know people aren't buying as much of those cork right, bottles as they used right. to, but I love that package and it's a great way to you know split a beer with my wife when I get home. It's true. Um, so those those are beers that I really love. I mean, that, the the style triple is one of my favorite styles out there. Are just It's one of these great combinations of simplicity yet complexity. And, you know, those beers, if done right, and, you know, I, th- I like to think ours is a good example of it is, you know, very little ingredient input. You know, it's one grain, um, really two different hop varieties, but they would definitely play a yeah. background. And it's really the, the high alcohol fermentation and the yeast profile that provides this, this, this complexity and aroma and flavor. So it's probably one of my, f- my favorite beers to have on a regular basis. Hmm. What's your guilty pleasure beer? Ooh. Guilty pleasure oh. beer. <laughs> I should have gotten these questions ahead of time. I know.
0: <laughs>
3: <sighs> Ryan, you didn't send them to him?
2: No, you did. Sorry.
3: I, d- I don't know if I have a guilty pleasure beer.
1: Um, There's not one mowing the lawn beer that, like mine's rolling rock.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. He a, works for I'm not a, um, <laughs> I would never call myself a beer snob by any means. So I, I'm not opposed to uh, to many different beers that are out there. And if you know, yeah, I'm at somebody's house and they throw uh, you know a, a American light lager in my hand. I'm not yep. going to complain and I'll enjoy it. <laughs> that's so a, that's a very uh, good. Answer. I mean, it's hard. <laughs> yes. to, I mean, champagne of beers is a great great uh great little
0: Definitely. go-to beer
3: yeah. Definitely. but you know at this point not not to sound like i'm a, a homer a homer for craft <laughs> for craft beer but there's just so many options now yeah, there the, really are. The, the, the days of needing a um, to go to a a mass-produced lager to to fulfill that need you don't really I, need
0: to do it anymore yeah there's just yeah. so many
3: so many great options out there hmm. if you were unfortunately
1: faced with having a last meal what would you pair your last meal with a beer
3: Um, I think just without putting much thought to it, I would. I, I'm. I like. I, I like simplicity. So I think I'd go with some really great bread and some really great cheese and an orval.
0: That was very simple, but it sounds simplistic. amazing, orval. Yeah. <laughs> Yum. Cool. Love it.
1: So for our listeners who haven't made it to Allega, shame on you.
3: But shame on you. Where are you guys located <laughs> physically,
1: so our listeners can come and check you guys out?
3: Yeah, so we the physical address is uh, 50 Industrial Way, Portland, Maine. So uh, in Portland proper, but not in the kind of area that a lot of people end up knowing yep. Portland to be, you know, the old port, as they say, the downtown area. Um, we're kind of on the outskirts of town off of Route 302 towards kind of near Westbrook, near Wyndham. But like I mentioned earlier, um, definitely worth, if you're in the area, I would advise, and you're staying overnight, I'd advise parking your car. Uber. Hopping in an Uber or Lyft definitely, or a taxi, and coming out here and spending a few hours visiting us and the others, and then get your ride back in town. Because uh, or public transportation, there is there are buses that come out here. Yeah, uh, uh, it's a uh, lot of fun this area. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, and then
1: social media, because I guess oh, that's important. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where are you guys located? That's- you're not asking the right guy. <laughs> <laughs> we're just, you know what? I mean, we, we search we are, we are, yes. uh, yeah, You're on all of it. We're on all of it. <laughs> we'll leave
3: the links in the doobly-doobly doobly yes. You guys go follow them. Yes. Um, but, there was a period in time where I was uh, I was posting uh, on Twitter years ago, <laughs> and uh, I just I just, I just just couldn't keep up with it all. And then yep. and then we just – we've got a team here that does such an amazing job. Yeah. With it. I just said, you know what?
0: I'm, I don't need to do this I'm anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, just just
3: –
1: just the way that you guys handled your canning announcement was awesome. Yep. I mean, that really kind of turned the industry upside down for everyone. Yeah. Serious. No, <laughs> it was cool. It was a cool moment. It was one of those yeah. like, oh shit moments. Like, you guys are happening? getting into it. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Um, I guess last the last question, question. Erica, you All love right, this question. Let's
0: go for it. You kind of touched on this earlier, but um, what are you most proud of?
3: I mean, I guess I would say that the, the the community that we've created here within the brewery itself. Yep. Um, but to extend that, the the kind of connections we've been able to make, especially locally with folks, um, and I don't just mean breweries. I mean almost more importantly, farmers locally who we now work a lot, do a lot of work with. For originally with just fresh fruit, and, and then on to grains. Um, You know, we have this initiative to buy a million pounds of locally grown and processed grain from Maine exclusively by 2021. And we're, um, you know, we're more than halfway there as it goes. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So those kind of, I just actually, this week came from two day trip up to the the county, as we call it here, Arista County (laughs) in northern (laughs) Maine, to visit a lot of these farmers that we're working with. And sweet that's like one of the most rewarding things I can do is to yeah. go out and walk the fields with these farmers and see the stuff in the field and, and then to see the expansion that they've made uh, in their, whether it's a malt house or just in what they're growing. And, you know, it's not exclusively because of Allagash, of course, but and we play a role in it. So I think that it's been wonderful as we've grown and had more resources to give for us to be able to give back and support these local farms and support local initiatives and, right. and that kind of thing.
1: Right, Yeah.
0: Very cool.
3: Well, Jason,
1: thank you for, A, doing this interview. This has been awesome for yeah. us. We appreciate it so much. But uh, thanks for taking some time out of your yeah, day just to. to do this. And uh, we have some more beer to drink. So uh, exactly. you wouldn't want to hear the sloppy episode. No, that we're gonna no. Do, yeah, Drink some of this <laughs> stuff. So uh, uh, thank you again. And uh, we look forward to whatever is coming
2: next for Alagash. Great. Thanks, guys. No problem. Cheers. Cheers.
0: Cheers. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening and making it this far. You guys rock
2: yeah no seriously I mean if you make it this far you are um, the
0: real MVP MVPs
2: you really alright this is what we're gonna say alright please rate subscribe and review us alright
0: if you listen this far, then you have to. I mean, come on.
2: Yeah. Come on. Like You're absorbing this. Right. You're excited. You're clearly really into you this. You want to know this story. You want to know how the story is even possible. Take it to the next level. It's because of us. All right. We were able to give you this story. <laughs> so also give us feedback. Again, we said it previous in our, in our intro but before. But we're saying it again, yo. We're going to say it again. Um, please give us feedback. We really want to hear your feedback. And you know, like, what could we do better? Um, what do you want to hear? Maybe there's a brewery that shinery, you really want to know the story behind. Or, yeah, or we'll hit even them up. in this we'll Yeah, yeah
0: we'll, whatever you want,
2: we'll do it up. Um, So please let us know, um, and we'll get back to you as soon as we can.
0: Definitely,
2: um, we're actually doing really well trying to like respond to everyone's email is literally Faux within show. you know five minutes. To ten minutes. Yeah, minutes. So. Um, please let us know. Um so next week we got a pretty cool interview. We're
0: heading back out west. Back to out west. People's Pint.
2: People's Pint. Pretty cool. Love their beer.
0: Yeah, they have great beer, they have good food. It's just a great place to stop if you're like on like a road trip yeah. to further west. It's just oh, a exactly. great place.
2: And that's what's really cool about, like, kind of that central-ish part of Western Mass. Yes, central
0: Um, Western Mass. (laughs) Like,
2: Worcester, I mean, like, I'm talking, like, Not quite
0: where dragons live, but close.
2: Yeah, like, you can, like, if you're going out that way, it's really easy to kind of, like, stop at these places. It is, it's super
0: easy, right off of Route 2. Yeah,
2: like, Treehouse, any of the breweries in Worcester.
0: no, No, Treehouse. No, Treehouse is, like... They're not on Route 2
2: doesn't matter you don't have to take route two to get oh, okay. to western mass good point you can take 495 I'm you sorry can take we're 90. diverging here <laughs> i'm just saying but <laughs> anyway yeah people's pint
0: is mm-hmm. next week
2: oh yeah it's, it's, gonna it's gonna be, great. Gonna be it, it's gonna be awesome um and until next week cheers, cheers.